everyone, and welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 33. And you know what's really weird is I, I feel like, like I've got deja vu. I'm like trying to keep my arm away from the flame. <laughs> that episode 33 has happened already. I feel like it's come out of my mouth, which worries me because I'm like... Anyway, maybe this is episode 34. I don't freaking know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's 33. Uh, welcome back. It is today when I'm filming December 1st. That means that 25 Days of Lingerie launched today. By the time you see this, I believe will be the third, which is Friday. Let me just double check. Check a lot quicker on my computer here. So by the time you see this, it will be, yes, December 3rd, which means three days will have gone up. Already for 25 Days of Lingerie. If you haven't heard of it, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about it, but uh, 25 videos for the month of December. It's kind of like a naughty lingerie, sultry, sexy, high tier. Uh, 25 videos for 25 days. Did I say that? And it's on Patreon and OnlyFans. Uh, if you're interested, then the link will be down below. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, there's also an audio version. So just so you know, if you're listening, there is a video version on YouTube and that's where you can find the link. So don't miss it. I think my cat's gonna... So it's funny, this cat is 3D printed. I ordered it off of Etsy. Look, it even says kitty liquor on the butt. And when it came, the tail was actually busted, but I since glued it with eyelash glue. Um, so this is actually plastic. It almost looks wood carved and then painted, but it's not. It's actually, um, you can see on the bottom, you can see the the way that it's kind of printed. It's it's like a, a thing that goes around and around and around and around with a little string of plastic and makes this. So I, I don't know what's going to happen to it if it gets too close to the fire. What the hell? It looks like I've already melted him. Look. See the little indent? That's from heat. I'm such an idiot. Whatever. <laughs> See why you want to watch the video version, you guys? So many things happening. All right, so I am going to start this first podcast in December with a concoctail, but it's not a concoctail at all. It is a bottle of champagne that I got for my birthday. Um, it's a very nice bottle. I got it from someone very special. So thank you very much. And I'm going to crack it. Where better to crack a good bottle of champagne than on a podcast with all the carnage that could unfold the entertainment factor just all 100 percent negative positive whatever however you look at it so it was funny I, I was out for dinner and then um received this bottle um well out for dinner and i was like should we crack it but we're in a restaurant <laughs> is that allowed <laughs> uh we didn't but all right here we go holy shit Oh shit. Oh, thank God. So typically if the champagne is slightly room temperature, like if it's not completely cold out of the fridge, almost every single time it will foam over. And I mentioned this before, I enjoy when that happens because then I have to deep throat the bottle, show off my skills. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, what the hell? The second time this has done this to me. Don't crap out on me already. I guess I could have tried to turn it on with a remote. 
Um, okay, what color do we want? It's the first podcast in December, so let's go for green. And it's the color of the bottle. Now, this is G.H. Mum Champagne Brut Coton Rouge. Coton Rouge. Uh, this is made in France. How appropriate. <laughs> My French accent is just chef's kiss. Here we go. So I'm also going to try something. So I was looking. I should have wet the glass first because it just foamed up and all the carbonation is going to be gone. But I think because the edge of the <laughs> the edge of the glass is now wet, it should be fine. So trick, sometimes if you have a dirty glass, apparently, no, if it's, I don't know what it is, but sometimes a dry glass can cause a lot of carbonation to happen or it, for the bubbles to go crazy. Um, but if you wet the glass first, then you'll kind of avoid that initial like shock to the champagne. And now this is some active ass champagne if I've ever seen it. Look, it is a flurry of bubbles in there right now. Can you see this? Did my thing turn off again? No. On, off, on. Well, you know what? Screw it. We're just gonna enjoy our champagne like regular adults. Can't be a kid every day. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna taste this without what I'm about to add to it. Bubbly, lovely. It's not as like sparkling as it looks. I just licked my finger because I touched this jar of maraschino cherries. That's almost empty. Um, I was looking up cocktails for every December episode. So Christmas cocktails and they just had a bottle of champagne with a cherry in it. So I thought, <laughs> let's try it. To be honest, the cherry that was in uh, the cocktail online was a large black cherry. This is not, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I thought it would fizz like crazy. It's not, let's do two cherries just cause. Maybe just a little bit of juice. Ooh la la, fancy. I mean, those maraschino cherries are probably $1.99, but hey, I believe this is probably about a $100 bottle, Canadian-ish. Uh, and I can taste it, I can taste the quality. I really don't know what I'm talking about, but I know I like champagne. I don't like a sweet champagne, I like a dry champagne. I think typically most of them are. Uh, sparkling wines can be more on the sweeter side, but what the hell's the difference? I don't know, the region. I have this, I've worn this top a couple times already. <laughs> um, and I wore it for a bikini review video and I also wore it, where else? Patreon, I believe. But anyway, I freaking love it. And I don't normally wear purple, but this top, just the way it fits, the little frillies on the sleeves, on the cuffs and on the collar, I really love it. It's a front tie, so you can kind of do whatever you want with it. I love interactive clothing. <laughs> All right, let's try it with the cherries. Sometimes my glasses get like scuffed from touching each other, like in the dishwasher, because I have like one spot where I put my wine glasses and champagne glasses and sometimes I jam them in there and they kind of like etch, <laughs> they etch each other. So I'm like, it looks like a spot, but it's just glass. Okay, here we go. Cheers. 
Can I taste the cherries? Very slightly, very slightly, but just, it just looks fancier. And you know what? It would be fancier yet if I had a light that worked, but what can I say? I also, for my birthday, received this. This is a cheese advent calendar. Whoever invented this, let's be friends because this is amazing. <laughs> I've actually had this two years in a row now. There are nine different types of cheeses in here and 25 windows, I believe. Sorry, 24. It's the same as the front-ish. <gasps> okay, I don't want to make grilled cheese here, so. Uh, window number one. Cheddar. Woo! Love getting me some cheese once a day for the month of December. So, okay, there are nine different types. Here are the types. There are Applewood, Applewood Vintage 12 Months, Mexicana, Eichester, Lichester, Eichester Vintage, Eichester H9 Months, Ilchester, British Cheese, Ilchester. Anyway, there's a bunch of different types of cheese in there and maybe you can find it at your local grocery store, but I don't know. This is just the cheddar, contains milk. Let's give this a shot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like an aged cheddar, which I really enjoy. I don't like mild cheddar. I don't know who chooses mild cheddar over aged. If that's you, then leave right now. <laughs> Just joking, stay. How about if you were an aged cheddar lover, like this video right now? If you like mild cheddar, then don't. <laughs> my, my ideas are sometimes not, not that smart, but hey, this is good. Actually, these two together, I got it going on today. I'm not gonna talk while I'm chewing. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Did I drink this much champagne already? It's the worst when you're at a party and you've got your glass of champagne or wine or whatever. People are just walking around refilling champagne glasses constantly. So you really have no gauge as to how much you've had to drink. Typically the kind of parties that I go to, <laughs> the alcohol is flowing and um, most people bring their own beverages, but at the same time, it depends on what kind of party you're at. If you're at a fancier party and there's champagne being served, it's probably a good idea to like say no until you're finished the glass and then fill it back up rather than just drink it like I just did halfway and then keep filling it and filling it. And you're like, I've only had one glass. Uh. I really like the champagne a lot. Thank you to who gifted it to me. You know who you are. All right. So it was my birthday and now it's not. It's come and gone. I'm one year older. <laughs> You're wondering how old I am? Maybe one day I'll tell you, but right now I'm living my best life and I feel great. This is my third week in a row. Uh, is it third? Third week in a row of working out four days a week and just mainly resistance training, HIIT training. So HIIT, H-I-I-T training is high intensity interval training. And I feel amazing and it's funny because I really look forward to my workouts. I work with a personal trainer. So without her, I wouldn't be doing this at all. I have had the discipline in the past to work out on a pretty strict schedule, but with everything else that I have going, this is before I had my YouTube channel and it was a bit easier to kind of schedule. That's not true. I'm just making up excuses. <laughs> um, my desire to work out four days a week is there deep inside, but the discipline that I require to do it on my own is not. 
Uh, so I hired a personal trainer. She's amazing. She switches it up constantly. She's always like got something new going on and she knows my goals and we just have a lot of fun together. We're friends in real life too. So <laughs> it just is a really nice thing for me to be doing. And especially like, you know, as you get older and you're heading towards the wheelchair, <laughs> as long as you can keep up your exercise and your health and just fitness in general, it's a good idea to do. Um, and by the way, I hope I didn't offend anybody by saying towards the wheelchair, because in my mind, I think of myself as a little old granny and one day with a cane and a wheelchair and a walker. So that's what I mean. <laughs> um, but I do know a lot of like my my Oma lived in well into her 90s and she didn't ever have a wheelchair. So I guess not everybody that gets older needs a wheelchair. But anyway, <laughs> I had my birthday. It was really great. Uh, I've got great friends and family and it was a lot of fun. And like I said, my high tier started on Patreon and OnlyFans. Now, December is so busy as it is, right, for everyone. Christmas, gift wrapping, parties, work parties, alcohol, extra food. <laughs> and then I've added a 27 extra videos to this month. So I'm tapped, but I'll, t I'll tell you what, I wake up early, early in the morning, do a little bit of work, go to the gym workout. I'm finished by 8 a.m. And then I'm kind of good to go to film or whatever. So I've got like a really good schedule going on and I feel really good. I just hope that I can keep it up <laughs> for the whole month of December. My ambition is high um, and I believe in myself, but uh, I just got to make sure that I keep that little flame, little flame under my butt. Also, I'm still waiting for a ton of parcels. I uh, don't know what to do. <laughs> That's not true, actually. So uh, I was talking to someone on my team and we were discussing, discussing doing kind of like a 20 days of bikinis on YouTube. So every day doing a little bikini try on video of my top 20 favorite swimsuits that I've ever tried. So like from my swimsuit drawer and uh, just sort of like, you know, a lot of people do vlogmas. They do a video a day, excuse me, leading up to Christmas. I'm doing that anyway with Patreon and OnlyFans, but on YouTube, I thought it'd be really fun to do that. It wouldn't be a ton of work. It would just be that. Don't get me wrong. It is going to be more work, <laughs> not a ton, but so I'm thinking about doing that, but I got to put a flame under my butt because, <laughs> you know, December 5th is around the corner. And okay, this is another th crazy thing that happened to me. And I don't really talk a lot about my personal life or just my personal stuff in general, but something crazy happened to me the other day. And I kind of have like a sneaking suspicion that it might be more serious than I'm admitting to myself. So I'm generally very healthy. I don't take any medications. I don't have any real history of anything in my family. But about two and a half years ago, I had my very first ocular migraine. Now, if you don't know what this is, it kind of has a lot of different faces. It affects everybody differently. But an ocular migraine, there's a retinal migraine and an ocular migraine. From what I understand, the ocular migraines occur on one eye. Retinal is kind of both. Like I said, from what I've read, but you know, I'm sure there's going to be some of you like wrong. <laughs> anyway, so what happened to me was I was f actually filming. Uh, I started to kind of have a little bit of a funny thing happen in my right eye where I kept trying to blink it out and trying to kind of like, oh, it was the bright lights because I use a ring light. As you've probably noticed 
how there's like a circle in my eyeballs. <laughs> um, that is my ring light. It's very bright, but it's, you know, it does a good job and I plan on keeping it. But I kind of sat back and I was blinking and blinking and trying to kind of like get my eyes to readjust, turn the light off and decided to kind of like stop filming. I sit down on the couch in my old studio. So if you remember my old older videos, there's a little couch in there. And I just tried to stop like whatever was going on. Okay, turn the lights off, just close my eyes. At this point, I had no headache at all. I felt completely normal and fine. I just was having this weird vision problem in my right eye. So then I've kind, it started to get worse and worse and worse. And then it was almost like there was a bit of a kaleidoscope of lights happening in my right eye. Only my right eye. I can open my left eye, like close my right and look out my left. My left was fine. My right eye was weird. So then I start kind of panicking because I'm thinking, what's going on with my brain? Like something's not right. So I sat on the edge of my bed. And at the time, my bed, I had like two um, mirror doors on my closet. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I look at myself in the mirror going like, holy shit. Well, I could only see like half of my face. Now this is going to sound really weird because it's really hard to comprehend this. You'd think that if I closed my right eye and looked with my left, I could see my whole face, but I couldn't. It was like, I could only, my brain could only process half of what what I was seeing. The rest was like a kaleidoscope. So when I'd look at my face in the mirror, I could only see half of my face. The other half was all like weird. No matter what I was looking at at this point. <laughs> so like I said, it sounds really weird. <laughs> but um, anyway, so then I started to really freak out because I was by myself. I was like, what do I do? It was progressing quite quickly. And then I thought, well, I'm going to drive myself to the hospital because I'm not going to call an ambulance. I don't, I'm not having like a heart attack. I could still kind of function and think. And if I had to call 911, then I would call 911 on my way to the hospital at least. So then I could be like, I'm on the side of the road rather than them have to drive up, try to find my house. You know, I've called an ambulance before and I'm telling you, it took like 45 minutes for them to get there. So I was like, well, it's best if I'm just like, I'm on the side of the road in this type of car. So I start to run downstairs, not run, I head downstairs. But as I'm heading downstairs, because my bedroom was at, upstairs at the time, my right arm and my right leg feel like very weak and heavy. And I'm thinking I'm having a stroke. This is what I thought. I've never experienced anything like this. I'm having a freaking stroke. I don't even put my jacket on. It's wintertime. And I just throw my shoes on, head to the car, have my cell phone with me and um, start driving to town. So as I'm driving to town, I start to kind of normalize slightly. My right side is kind of feeling a little bit more normal. My ocular migraine, like my, uh, the kaleidoscope in my right eye is sort of starting to kind of pull back a bit. So, but still at this point, I'm panicking because I think I'm having a stroke. I'm kind of, my heart is pounding. I feel like I'm gonna puke. I just feel like I need help and I don't know what's going on with me. So I get to the hospital, I go to the nurse's station right away and I say, okay. <laughs> She's like, how can I help you? I was like, well, I think I might be having a stroke. <laughs> and she looks at me like, huh? And then I'm like, this is this and this happened. And this is what's happening right now. And she's like, okay, well, come with me to the back room here and I'll get a doctor right away. So I didn't wait very long, a minute. And doctor comes in and he kind of looks panicked and he's looking at me like, okay, so uh, what's going on with you? And um, I said, this and this is, and as I was telling him, he's like, okay. And I, he's like, keep telling me, but I, what I want you to do is like raise both arms for me and um, stick out your tongue and all this stuff. By the time I finished explaining to him what had happened, he was already kind of done his testing. And um, he was like, well, you're not showing any signs of stroke. So basically everything was even, because I guess if you know, you're know you having a stroke, maybe this side's like stronger than the other and you just, your tongue sticks out 
crooked. And anyway, so this doctor was a resident. He said, okay, just wait, I'm going to go get like the main doc. So they went and then they both came back in the room. And by the time that they came back into the room, my right two fingers here and my right toes started to tingle like they were getting numb. Then I was convinced. I was like, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like the circulation isn't getting to where it needs to go. So, but then the doctor, the main doctor said, she said to me, okay, so don't panic. I think that what's happening is called an ocular migraine. She's like, do you have a history of migraines? I said, no, I've never had one in my life. I've had a headache, but I've never had a migraine. And she proceeded to read out to me or whether she read it or just said it but all of the symptoms of an ocular migraine checked off basically all the boxes with what I had going on and um, she said okay well I'm just going to give you a couple of Advil like I it was instant relief for me though like I was like okay I'm not having a stroke <laughs> I'm just having a migraine and so anyway like I said she prescribed me a couple of Advil and to just chill out a little bit until I was able to drive again because I was like I said on my own and then um, I went home I felt really exhausted and tired like I'd ran 60 miles straight um so I kind of had a bit of a nap and a funny thing is is that night I don't know if it was a type of seizure or something and sometimes this can follow certain people that have migraines or certain types of migraines or just it can just happen after migraines and uh, I woke up I knew that I was awake but I didn't know where I was I kind of couldn't, I couldn't focus. It almost was like I was having a seizure. I've never had a seizure before that I know of. And I was sort of confused. I didn't know where I was. I felt like I couldn't focus. I couldn't have a, I couldn't get my thoughts together. It was like really crazy. And I feel like I remember looking around in like circles and I couldn't. And I got so freaked out that I thought, I'm just gonna go back to sleep and everything will be fine in the morning. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I went back to sleep and in the morning woke up as usual, felt 100%, did my thing. But then by about two o'clock, exhausted, like freaking hit the couch and stayed there till like six or seven o'clock. Um, and this kind of went on for another three days where I was just really, really exhausted. So that was like a long-winded <laughs> intro to the story. So the other day, uh, it hadn't happened since, like I said, two and a half years nothing, nothing at all. So I pull up to my nail technician's house to get my nails done. I'm a bit early, so I go to grab my phone to text her that I'm a little early, so if I can come in early or, you know, should I wait? But when I grab my phone, my hand felt weird. I was like, what the hell? So then I'm holding my phone and kind of like trying to unlock it, but I'm kind of more focused on my hand at this point. I'm like, what the hell? And I, I'm looking at my hand and I'm going, something's off like I can kind of see something that's weird like I'm not seeing my hand right and this is kind of like a dream state if you've ever had a dream where you're kind of treading through or you're trying to run away from something but it's slow motion this is sort of what starts to happen where I'm like what the hell so anyway I decide to open up my phone I'm trying to type in my code because my freaking face facial recognition is screwed like I gotta redo it <laughs> I have to type in my code. And as I'm trying to type my code in, I could just barely do it because I was typing a little bit next to where I should have been. So anyway, I open my phone and I go and I try to click the app to be able to text my nail tech. And I'm clicking, I'm touching the screen like an inch away from where I need to. And then I realize I'm like, 
God damn it. Like it's happening again. And I, I'm, I'm like, luckily I'd parked. It wasn't like in the middle of me driving or anything. And uh, so I kind of, because I thought I knew what was happening, I didn't panic like last time. It wasn't like my heart was in my throat and I'm like, what the frick? I was, I was more calm. And it seemed that me staying calm I kind of was able to control it a bit. Not control it, but it, d it didn't get out of control and it didn't get worse and worse and worse and worse. It was basically like, I went into her house. I explained to her right away what was happening. I didn't have weakness or anything like that. It was just more of a vision thing. And I told her, I was like, by the way, I think I'm having an ocular migraine and I don't know where it's going to go or how bad it's going to get, but I was in her home and like, I've, she's been a friend for a long time. So it was like a good place for me to be. And so uh, we go into her her studio and then she starts doing my nails and then I could kind of feel it like dissipate, but I couldn't speak. <laughs> I could not talk properly. I tried to pretend like I was fine and like engaging in conversation um, because, you know, if you've never had one, you don't under even understand that this is what's happening. So like she didn't even know that this was like a symptom. I couldn't concentrate on what I was saying. I couldn't find certain words. And she probably didn't really notice because I was like being pretty quiet. She was doing a lot of the talking. And um, so then I get home. It kind of went away. Like after about half an hour, it was fine. I could kind of get my thoughts back. Got home and I'm wiped out like again. So tired as if, like I said, I almost taken like some sort of sleeping pill. That's how tired I was. But just rested. And then the next day, fine, no seizure that night. But then I got thinking. I know that like mini strokes, MTIs, there's some, there's, a, there's like an abbreviation for them. But um, my Oma sister had quite a few of them throughout her life. And I don't know how early they started. Um, my Oma has recently passed, so I can't really ask her questions. Um, I know that my Oma had a couple, I believe, that it showed on one of her scans that she had that she had had a couple of these, like, mini strokes. And I was doing some reading about it, and um, it is more common than you think. And sometimes these are passed off as something that's, oh, it's just a migraine, or, oh, it's just my this or that. Like, I was reading a story about somebody who was kind of, like, the odd time their leg would sort of give out. But it turned out that it was because she was having some of these, like, mini strokes that were affecting her her system and so anyway <laughs> then I thought oh no what if because if you look at like the symptoms of mini strokes it's pretty much the same <laughs> symptoms as like an ocular migraine but because this runs on my own side of the family I'm like I feel like I need like an MRI just to just to relax my my nerves about it like I know that there are a couple people in my family have hypertension and uh, I don't think that I do but I don't really know I've like every time I've had my you know my um, blood pressure checked and things like that it's been normal I've always been very normal my, my temperature my body temperature runs a bit hot <laughs> but other than that I'm pretty pretty normal and healthy and so I don't know really it, what to do um, tomorrow I have a phone call with a doctor <laughs> took me about five days to get on the phone uh, so we've got a scheduled call tomorrow just to kind of discuss what went on and maybe what my options are and yeah even if I had to pay for it I would pay for an MRI just to kind of be like get it out of my head because if it happens again I'll be like should I go to the hospital? <laughs> Is it going to be a really bad one? Is it a stroke? I don't know. But one thing too, that the last time that this happened, the first time that I had my um, ocular migraine, I lost not 
all of it, but a lot of my sense of taste for spice. Not smell or taste of anything else. Salty, sweet, savory, all that's good. I know this is like a long-winded thing, but this could, I don't know, potentially help somebody. I don't know. I've been getting these calls. Listen to this. And I don't even know if this is going to be it or not. Hello? Hello. This call is from Canada Border Services Agency. The reason behind this call is that Canada Border Services Agency has seized a parcel under your name which was shipped through Canada Post using your identity. The parcel contained illegal components. There is an arrest warrant already issued under your name. To talk to an officer from Canada Border Services Agency. So I've been getting these calls three times a day, maybe more, and it's bullshit. And it keeps calling me from all these different numbers, from local numbers, 1-800 numbers. This one came up as private. So anyway, it's just some sort of weird scam that's happening. It's really super annoying. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I lost my sense of taste for, not all of it, but like I said, um, I could have won a freaking pepper eating contest in Texas and, you know, made lots of money because <laughs> I, it wasn't hitting my tongue the same way. It was kind of like a long story as to how I discovered that I lost my sense of taste for spice because I'd never really ordered spicy things before, but now I do. And now I am addicted. Um, it has since kind of like returned a bit, but since this second incident, like recently, five days ago or so, I, uh, my vision has kind of been compromised. Now I'm hoping that it's going to get better uh, as my taste for spice did, but <laughs> also just, just kind of like cognitive stuff. Like, like I, my brain is a bit off. Um, my vision definitely is, has been affected, but um, it's pretty good. Like when I put my glass, I have glasses just for astigmatism. So I don't know, man. It's weird and I'm going to talk to the doctor and so don't worry, I will be speaking to a professional and not just diagnosing myself through Google. But it's just interesting and maybe if you have information, maybe it's happened to you, maybe you know somebody this happens to, then let me know in the comments down below or just email me <laughs> at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com just to kind of be like, hey, this happened to me and this is what you should do or this is all it is and I don't know. I just need some sort of comfort because I can't accept the fact if I, if this is the case that I am having these like mini strokes and I gotta I don't know maybe liquor has kept me alive all these years <laughs> you know how it's kind of a blood thinner but I think blood thinners can work in the opposite way too where you don't want to there's two different types of strokes anyway okay <laughs> we're not going to talk about this anymore uh don't be concerned I'm totally fine and um if I have some sort of update I definitely will update you in the next episode with what my doctor says and what we kind of conclude Maybe I'll show you my MRI scan. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do something super exciting. I maybe mentioned, I know I mentioned, but maybe you remember me mentioning a couple of episodes ago. I went to the Christmas store in Banff called The Spirit of Christmas. And guess what I have here today? Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay, this is full of Christmas ornaments. And um, let me just pull out my receipt so that you can see. Actually, you know what? I think I put my receipt away. Basically, the receipt is the length of Santa's naughty list. And I'm at the top. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? 
I'm not gonna unbox all of them, but I just wanna share a few of these with you. I went crazy with the leaded glass. This is actually leaded glass. Um, it's kind of where they like coat the inside. This looks a lot more retro, but anyway, it is definitely like a retro um, throwback when it comes to ornaments. Uh, and the process, they showed the process in the Christmas store. They had like a little chart at the top where it showed the blown glass just clear. And then they pour lead or something or like mercury on the inside. Is it called mercury glass or lead glass? But I bought, I spent so much money <laughs> on these. Don't tell anyone. I think so. Some of these are also little birdies and things but I haven't seen these since I bought them like a month ago. This is not either of those things. This is a, a really pretty little birdie. I'm just gonna put him here with his little tag on. No, I'm taking the tag off. So this is gonna be a mishmash mixture of... That was kind of risky. <laughs> I almost broke it, I think. He's so cute. Okay. I don't know, man. This is like Christmas before Christmas. Okay, so this is a good example. This is a very retro looking, I believe it's leaded glass. This is a very retro looking ornament, but this is the leaded glass that I'm talking about. It's got this reflection. It is real glass. And these are kind of heirlooms. I did spend a lot of money per unit between 16 and $25 Canadian per ornament. And I'm telling you, it's worth it because these are going to pass down for generations to come. Big ass bob ball ball. In, in the UK, they call them ball balls. I am gonna put the back in the box and on my actual real tree, but. <laughs> okay, let's get into some. Okay, that's another big, big ass ball. I think that's another birdie. Now let's see what else we got here. This looks promising. Ooh. Okay, so this is, let me see. This is Old World Christmas. Cold winter days are perfect for staying aside for playing games, family, friends, scrabble, test your vocabulary. Now I wonder if it says, sorry, Alex, give me a sec here. Okay, this one, this is $20 for this little guy. Um, and they also included a bunch of these like little, oh, I didn't realize they were so pretty. Wow. They threw in a whole bunch of these golden thingamajigs, hookies, <laughs> hookers. Here. Anyway, joy to the world, it was $20. What the frick was I thinking? I don't know. <laughs> it's a champagne, okay? So anyway, um, Scrabble. This is significant to me because I love playing Scrabble and joy is a big part of my life. So that's that. Let's see here. What's this one? <gasps> this one I paid $25 for. It is 
Avocado toast. Okay. Please tell me that that's not amazing. <laughs> oh, I just can't get enough. Let's see what this one is. Oh, this is gorgeous. This is a very wise owl. Beautiful. And I paid $20 for this guy. But I mean, it's just the reflection, the glitter, everything about it. So lovely. Uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna do any more than just this box, just because some of you are like, come on already. <gasps> and this is a letter to the North Pole. Check out that. 20 bucks as well, but it's gorgeous. Just to kind of show you what it would look like on the tree, because I'm not gonna hang them all. And last but not least, oh, beautiful. The globe. And uh, yeah, I just love them. And so I've got boxes and boxes and boxes of these. And uh, I'm just stoked to decorate my tree this year and um, have it kind of like a little old world retro tree. Okay, fine, frick it. One more. I'm just gonna open one more. Exciting. I should do actually a full unboxing. Okay, which one? Which one? This one. This is so beautiful. And the nice thing is, is that the detail doesn't stop on the front of the ornament. It goes all the way around. Um, I keep honeybees and this is very representative of me. And I just, ah, I love them so much. I did buy. <laughs> this is my breakfast every morning, you guys. When you're on keto, you have the joy of bacon and eggs. Okay. <laughs> this is very Canadian. Um, my bottle of maple syrup. Could not resist that. And I think that maybe this is him. No, but I love the Beatles, and um, clearly this is the Yellow Submarine. I grew up with my dad playing the Beatles constantly, and when I was a little girl, I knew all the words to all the Beatles songs, or the popular ones. Of course, a little German Stein to represent my German heritage. Ah, oh, and just a lighthouse. My mom has always loved lighthouses and when she used to paint, she used to paint like little lighthouses and this is just reminds me of her. You know what I didn't buy, which is kind of dumb. Actually, it's not dumb. It's not. It's just that I couldn't, I didn't find it, but I was looking for a windmill to represent my Dutch heritage. Okay, so as you can see, I went a little crazy, spent way too much money. But when you love Christmas as much as I do, you can't put a price on it. Anyway, all right, so enough of that. Uh, another tangent. Now, I am very pleased to announce that this podcast, once again, is sponsored by Best Themes. This five-star app has been downloaded over 100 million times, and that says a lot. Best Fiends is my new obsession. 
I shouldn't say new, new. I've been playing it for a while and it is just the best game. Collect a ton of adorable characters and put your brain to the test by solving fiendishly fun puzzles. And there are thousands of them, by the way. You get to play through an actual storyline where there are good guys, the fiends, and bad guys, the slugs. Best Fiends is by far one of the most, mo mo most, most <laughs> rewarding and entertaining games that I've ever played. The fact that you can collect these little characters and continue to collect them, and the more you play, the more fiends join your team, and the more fiends that join your team, the better you get. So it's really hard to put down, and it's also really food for your brain. <laughs> And with thousands of levels and they're adding more all the time, it's always fresh and always entertaining. I know I said entertaining like 10 times, but it's true. <laughs> so download Best Fiends today on the App Store or Google Play. And remember, it's friends without the R. That's F-I-E-N-D-S, Best Fiends. Thank you so much to Best Fiends for sponsoring this podcast. Let's get back to our regular programming. I wanted to ask you, if you had to choose one dish that represents Christmas to you, what would it be? I know like turkey is what we have every Christmas, but some people do ham, some people do roast. Turkey kind of is both Thanksgiving and Christmas to me. It's kind of like something you eat once or twice a year. Uh, I never am like, what am I gonna make for dinner tonight? Turkey, <laughs> that doesn't happen. One thing, okay, two things. <laughs> And I believe it was my uncle that always made the deviled eggs. Unless I'm wrong and it was an aunt or my oma. But I, all I know is that from the time that I was little and I would go to my oma and opa's house every Christmas, of course. Um, we actually spent Christmas Eve at my oma and opa's house. My sister, my brother and I and my mom. We would wake up Christmas morning and open our presents and our stockings and things. Anyway, so but Christmas Day, around two or three o'clock, everybody would wind up gathering at my grandparents' house. And at the kitchen table was usually just a feast uh, of food and drinks and all sorts of stuff. And um, there was always deviled eggs. So deviled eggs will always represent Christmas to me because we never, like mom made them from time to time, but it was never like a staple and made all the time. So like it was pretty much once a year or maybe twice a year that we would have deviled eggs. <laughs> my opa, my opa used to whip out these like brandy chocolates and uh, I don't know, it depends on when he would buy them. A lot of times like, you know, back in the day, they'd buy things, freeze it, a super handy way to kind of like not waste food and I know that my opa sometimes would buy these boxes of brandy chocolates and then keep them in the freezer and just kind of whip them out at Christmas time or whenever. And this is funny because like this is not the way that they're meant to be eaten. You've had brandy beans before. And if you don't know what brandy bean is, it's basically like a, a chocolate with liquid brandy on the inside and whether there's actual alcohol in there, if it's cooked out, I don't know, but it always tasted like there was alcohol in it. And so I was used to having them, you know when chocolate blooms and it's got like a bit of a white cast on it? That's kind of like... It's like older chocolates or sometimes if it's left in a heat or something like it, it'll have like have a little bloom on it. But I remember having brandy beans when I was a kid that were rock freaking hard that had a bit of like a white cast, like a bloom on them. And then also the inside was almost crystallized. So like it would have a crunch to it, like a sugar coating on the inside. This is how I had brandy beans, I think, for as long as I could remember. And then as an adult, I wound up buying a box of brandy beans, like years after having my last one and 
having like a fresh brandy bean wasn't the same. I didn't like them. <laughs> I like them old, frozen, and, um, you know, a little crispy. <laughs> um, and I think there was maybe a year where there was like a cherry, like a mocheri, you know, like those cherry ones, the cherry liqueur inside. But it's so funny. So anyway, those brandy beans, but only the old frozen crispy ones. And then um, spinach dip. <laughs> None of these things are really Christmas related. Maybe brandy beans, but spinach dip. My aunt makes the best spinach dip. She gets the freaking bread, big bread loaf, hollows it out, fills it full of spinach dip. Anyway, back when I used to eat bread, that when you eat bread, it's definitely a, a nicer experience. Um, now I just eat the spinach dip with vegetables, <laughs> but spinach dip, deviled eggs, brandy beans. And then as I like got older and started cooking Christmas dinner, or adding to Christmas dinner, um, I love purple cabbage. This is like a German thing. Purple cabbage, you've probably had it before, um, but if not, it's essentially just purple cabbage with some sugar and some vinegar and some other onions and garlic and anyway so good a little sweet uh this way it kind of like cuts any of the savory that's happening in the meal and then also candied yams those are so good so uh you basically cut up yams you blanch them first like boil them slightly and then you cover them in butter and brown sugar and a bit of salt so good. Uh, so those are kind of like staples and my Christmas wouldn't be the same without them. And it's kind of like something that I'll continue to try to do. Like if I had to be at home alone for Christmas, I'd still make those things. <laughs> those things and then I'd find some brandy beans at the very back of the shelf. It would be a dream to find a box that had fallen behind the shelf 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, just out of curiosity, I was wondering. I've already been recording for an hour and I haven't done <laughs> gotten through the first three things on my list. Hello, this is Pure Later. You have a package now available for pickup. Ah, it's probably, it's probably like my taxes. <laughs> I show up there. What is it? Oh, it's from uh, your dad. Oh, do you ever have that where you, you're so excited for a parcel or waiting for it and then you're, you know it's there. It's like you go there, you got the parcel notification, you go pick it up and it's like, the thing from Amazon that you needed for your computer and you're like, no. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to dive into cat facts. So let's just do that. <clears throat> Starting at number 15. Okay, so I think I've read this before. Interesting nonetheless, kind of. <laughs> Sundoku, T-S-U-N-D-O-K-U, is the act of acquiring books and not reading them. So it's kind of like you like the look of books. Your shelf looks prettier with them there. You buy a book because you like the way it looks, but you don't read it. It's not about the content. <laughs> uh, you buy a book by its cover. Ravens in captivity can learn to talk better than parrots. So I've heard this before. And... Um, the sounds that come out of these guys, like I've heard, I swear, what I thought was a moose. Moose have a very distinct sound. It's like a wah, wah kind of sound. <laughs> and um, I was hearing moose. I was at a cabin, remote cabin. And uh, the person I was with, I was like, there's moose out there. And there was moose hunting going on. And I thought, oh my God, it's like happening. And then um, it was a raven like mimicking the sound that moose make. I was like, mind blown. Bella Lugosi, Lugosi? Bella Lugosi, uh, I guess the guy that played Dracula, was buried in a full Dracula costume, cape and all. So he 
wanted to be buried as Dracula. Could you imagine? I wonder if they put like fake teeth on him and then they were to dig him up years later, like 200 years later. They're like, oh, we found an old grave site that was buried under this neighborhood. <laughs> and then they were like exhuming the bodies and then they thought they found Dracula. Kind of an interesting thought. Okay. Central Park's lamp posts contain a set of four numbers that can help you navigate. The first two tell you the nearest street and the next two tell you whether you're closer to the cast. <laughs> east, <laughs> not cast. Tell you whether you're closer to the east or west side of the park. Even numbers can signal east odd signals west. Did you know that? A teacher wrote of a young Ronald Dahl on a school report card. I've never met anybody who so persistently writes words, meaning the exact opposite of what is intended. So I don't know who Ronald Dahl is or was. Maybe you'll understand this better. <laughs> I'm just reading facts. I didn't re read them before this. The only blockbuster store in the world that is still operating is in Bend, Oregon. So this, I don't know when this was put out, the, these facts. It may have closed since, but Blockbuster used to be the shit. I used to, going to Blockbuster to pick a movie out for the weekend or pick three or four, because there was always some sort of like bundle deal going on, was the highlight of my life when I was younger. Movies, watching a movie, making popcorn, having snacks, Twizzlers, nibs, maybe sometimes fuzzy peaches. That was what life was about when I was like 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It was so good remember blood donors in sweden receive a thank you text when their blood is used interesting that's actually like that's cool i like that kia parrots k-e-a parrots warble together when they're in a good mood making them the first known non-mammal species to communicate with infectious laughter i feel like i've read that before too hmm. i've read this before as well but i want to read this again an estimated one million dogs in the u.s have been named primary beneficiary beneficiary in their owner's wills. It does make sense though, because you know, at towards the end of your life, if you don't have a significant other or maybe your kids have like stopped visiting you or whatever has gone on, your pet is like the love of your life. And so <laughs> when that happens though, like what, like I leave $10 million to my dog Fluffy, what happens to it? Does it go to the SPCA? Like, does it get donated? Obviously the dog can't have a bank account. You know what I mean? It's like buy them all the treats and the toys in the world. The dog doesn't freaking care. <laughs> Money doesn't mean anything to a pet. That's the funny thing. It's like, anyway, so that concludes cat facts. Okay, one thing I did wanna do, this is gonna tie into Kitty Twisters, which is coming up next. But last episode I read from the Urban Thesaurus, different names for Peach Bump and penis <laughs> and i thought that it would be funny to look up the word for boobs <laughs> and see what pops up uh, just because i'm bit twisted and i thought it'd be really funny and i think that you're gonna laugh um i only read a few of these so like once i get past a certain point we'll be reading them together for the first time. Okay, so it gives me, I'm like scrolling here and there's hundreds of, hundreds of words for boobs that are in this urban thesaurus. So let's just get into it. Tatas, yabos, 
boobs with B-E-W-B-S, melons, cans, sweater meat, chesticles, <laughs> best thing ever, <laughs> lady nuts, turkeys, quedjaboo, <laughs> what? Sweater stretchers, I like that. Nuga nugas, uh, burbs, <laughs> honkers, lady pecks, titty knockers, jugs, Ho Chi Minh cities, hmm, foliage, breasts, <laughs> Danish warburtons, <laughs> bitch tits. <laughs> bitch tits is like dudes though, dudes with boobs. Hahas, chichi, okay, snitties. Gozangas, sweater camels, uh, snack trays, <laughs> uh, titties, jiggle jogglers. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's read just a few more. Tattoobs. <laughs> what? Bazoomas, gazangas, headlights, beefy tits, thumpers, wampa wampas, long mittens. <laughs> Well, the weather outside is frightful. <laughs> Long mittens. That's good. That's good. And let's just read one more. Juggernauts. <laughs> I think I read that one already. But anyway, that's that's a new segment. <laughs> I think I'm going to make that a new segment. Um, what is it called again? Uh, yeah. Urban thesaurus. Funny words. Uh, if you have any suggestions for urban thesaurus, uh, let me know. And maybe it can do something else. Another sick word that we can laugh about because we're all children, apparently. And the last segment of this podcast will be Kitty Twisters. Now, I am sorry because these are really just not that funny. <laughs> I tried to look up Christmas jokes and then they were all so cheesy. And some of them, like some of these are really cheesy as well. I kind of was dealt the hand I was dealt and we're just going to read these together. And you might find some of them like really funny, but I doubt it. <laughs> all right. First one. These, the first three are not Christmas related. What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Hear about that new restaurant called Karma? There's no menu. You get what you deserve. I've read that one before, I think. A woman in labor suddenly shouted, Shouldn't! Wouldn't! Couldn't! Didn't! Can't! Don't worry, said the doc. Those are just contractions. <laughs> what kind of Christmas music do elves like? Rap music. Uh, what do you call a snowman with a six-pack? An abdominal snowman. <laughs> I told you. I told you! What is Santa Claus's favorite type of potato chip? Crisp Pringles. <laughs> I did think that was kind of funny. This one's just... What kind of bike does Santa Claus ride? A Holly Davidson. <laughs> You're welcome. When Santa's on the beach, what do the elves call him? Sandy Claus. <laughs> and the last one, before your ears start bleeding. What do you get if Santa goes down the chimney when the fire is lit? Crisp Kringle. <laughs> Did you laugh once? <laughs> Please say yes. A little kid friendly for this podcast. Next, next podcast, I'm going to be finding and reading the dirtiest possible jokes that I can. Well, everyone, that concludes episode 33 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. 
Did you enjoy this? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did I go on too much about this or that? Let me know. If you're watching this podcast, please give me a thumbs up and subscribe if you have not already. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a video version on YouTube. And if you're watching this, then there is an audio version everywhere else. Uh, so make sure you check out that as well. Those, this, um, and 25 days of lingerie is happening right now. Today's day three. So make sure that you at least check out what it's all about and then make your decision because I'll tell you what, spend December with me. That's all I have to say. Thank you all so much for spending this time with me. Thank you, Best Fiends, for sponsoring this podcast. And um, I would be listing the recipe for my cocktail down below in the description box, but I'm not going to because it's just champagne. And you can see it right here. GH Mum uh, with a couple of maraschino cherries. All right, everyone. I will be back next Friday with another podcast. I'll be on YouTube uh, with a bunch of probably swimwear. So I'll see you sooner than later. And uh, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you in my next video.